This is Stan and Carl with A Word Fitly Spoken. This is a privately funded podcast, and yet we need your support, not with money, but with your prayers, that this ministry accomplishes two things. One is that we spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, and second, that this is a platform for Christians to be able to tell their story. Also, please subscribe to our podcast and like us. This makes our podcast much easier for others to find on Stitcher and iTunes and iHeartRadio and anywhere that podcasts are playing. This recording and the material within it is copyrighted and any rebroadcast or use of the material without expressed written consent is strictly prohibited. Hello and welcome to A Word Fitly Spoken with Carl and Stan. We are here to bring you the good news, give some reports from the local mission field, and to fellowship with our brothers and sisters in Christ. So sit back, listen, and enjoy A Word Fitly Spoken. We are so blessed to be here today at Winds Baptist Church where we'll be speaking with Brother Dean Martin. Dean is a, a member of my Sunday school class, and I actually, you were teaching that class before I was. Is that right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. Yeah, I, I, I took over, uh, I got about two and a half years ago, and uh, Dean's kept me in line most of the time. Uh, Dean is very active in our church, has been for many years. He's a deacon uh, in our church, and uh, I have him as one of my mentors uh, that's kind of guiding and directing me, not just with teaching the Sunday school class, but with some of the other activities that uh, we're putting out there. Uh, this podcast, believe it or not, one of them. Uh, so, Dean, uh, you've been here at Winds for how long? Uh, about nine years, I think. About nine years. And, and if, you, if I may, uh, what was the deciding factor? What, what, what made you choose Winds, you and Shirley, to choose Winds as your as your church home? Well, it's not always easy, I think, uh, to to find the right church. You know, uh, it's, you, you want to settle in and make sure that it's, it's, it's what God wants you, where God wants you to serve. Uh, we had uh, some difficulties in the last church, and, and it was, we knew that it was time for us to move on, and so we began to look around, and we, we came to this church one Sunday morning, and uh, we really liked it, mm-hmm. but uh, we didn't want to make a, a fast decision, so we looked around. We went to a couple other churches, and uh, Russ, yeah, you, you know, Russ, Russ White, Russ White in yeah. our church. I I ran into him at a filling station, and he and he recognized me, and he said, uh, you know, we uh, we enjoyed having you. Won't you come back again? So I said, like, you know, Russ, I think I'd like to. <laughs> and he's just such a friendly old oh, he's man. A, he's, he's a, a really a, sweet guy. He's a true man of God. And so we came back, and uh, even from very, very get go, uh, we just felt comfortable here. Yeah. You know, it didn't. You really felt called, or you know, you just feel like you could serve here. But it's it's a place where I just felt like I was comfortable. That is fantastic. It's sort of like, I know it's probably an overused expression maybe, but it was family. It is. It was just, and the pastor, you know, he's he's a really down to earth guy. He, he absolutely. He's a, he's a fun guy to be around. He is. You know? yeah. And uh, he just makes you feel so welcome and uh, like he's known you all your life. You know, yeah. he's a he's a he's a nice guy and uh, and so knowledgeable too. It's so true. down to earth. 
and I and then and then you come along and, and took my Sunday school class. Well, <laughs> in many ways, it's still your Sunday school class. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed teaching that, and those people are just just fun to be with. They really you know? are. And, uh, beautiful people. And I learned so much from them. Yes. And uh, they drew they drew out of me. You know, something God might have put me in me a long time ago, but they they they. They draw it out of you. They do. And uh, well, I think it's that love that they always seem to that seems to permeate this church. Yeah. Whether it's getting a hug from Miss Linda when you walk mm-hmm. in the door and the <laughs> first thing in the morning, or uh, hearing Scott uh, Savage yell at your name <laughs> down the hallway, just so happy yeah. to see you, and he's just full of love yeah. and joy, and all that love builds up. Yeah. And it's just it's something you that it's just it's what Wins is known for. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's beautiful, and you. So you and Shirley have been here for those nine years. I know that you grew up in Oklahoma, yes, right? I did. Yeah, because uh-huh. I, I mean, I was an Arkansas boy, and you're a Sooner. Yeah, so hogs and Sooners don't get along, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you tell me a little bit about that? I guess really a lot about how you uh, came to know the Lord while you were down in Oklahoma, your early church years, and and all of that. Tell us a little bit about that story. Well, how much time have you got? We got all the time <laughs> in the world, brother. Well, this is, uh, in the beginning, I uh, I felt convicted of, of being a Christian. I just wanted to be a Christian. I liked being around Christian people, but uh, I didn't know anything. Didn't know anybody, you know, as far as men. But uh, I, uh, my my mother always made me go to church, and uh, so you know, I went to a church that they really preached hard salvation, and. Hard salvation. Yeah, they just really preached the gospel hard. Like if if you if you don't, it was it was fire and brimstone. Okay. And I always felt convicted that I was on my way to hell. Okay. You know, and I, the only thing I ever really wanted to do was to please God, get him to to get him to not be mad at me all the time. <laughs> and I just didn't want him to be mad at me. So I really would try my best to be good but you know as I grew into being a teenager going to high school and being a teenager is real conducive to being a good guy all the time right and so I would go to go to to high school and try to be one of the fellas and and be a fun guy yeah and then on Sunday morning I was back in church, and I just knew what I did all week did not please God. Yeah, and so uh, I would go to the altar, and I would beg God to save me. And I, and then when I come back Sunday night, I'd do it again just to make sure. And then Wednesday night, my mother always made me go to church on Wednesday night. I'd go to the altar just, just to make sure that I was still saved. So you were, it sounds like you were thinking that you had to live a certain way and do a certain things. It was something you had to do to earn that salvation is what it sounds like. And and not only so, Stan, but I had a recurring nightmare almost every night that I could see Jesus coming back through the clouds, getting his people, and I just wanted one second to ask him to forgive me and take me with him. Mm -hmm. And I never felt like I accomplished it. Yeah. And I got to the point where I sweat. I felt like I was sweating blood when I woke up. Mm. And so I got to the point, by the time I was 18, I said, that's it. 
I, I can't do this religious thing anymore. If I can't, if I can't please God with my life, I'll just, I just going to give up. And I went in the military to get away from religion. Hmm. And guess what? You found God. I did. <laughs> I, I got away from religion. You, you were like Jonah. You were trying to run away, but you couldn't get away from it. Well, uh, you know, I did. I, I spent four and a half years in the military and having a time of my life. But as soon as I got out of the military, I was married, and I. And I looked at my wife and I said, you know, God was so convicting, I need to do something hmm. about her. And so we started going back to church, the old kind of church that I used to go to. And I said, no, I can't do this again. But you know, I run into a young preacher one time and he says, you ever been saved? I said, a thousand times. <laughs> and he said, no, I mean according to the Word of God. There you go. And he said, let me show you. Mm. And for the first time in my life, I saw the Word of God. And I knew what it meant. And I accepted it. And the rest is history. That is wonderful. What did he show you? He, he showed me essentially uh, the Romans road. Okay. Uh, to salvation, Fantastic. and uh, he showed me that, uh, and this is a part that I really enjoyed, he showed me Ephesians 2, 8, 9, oh, for yes. by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourself. I mean, that just opened the windows. Absolutely, yeah. Wasn't that great? You don't have to work for it anymore. It's a gift. It's given. Yeah. It's beautiful. And that's, the way, and that's the way it was for me, and he went on and, and showed me uh, uh, some other scriptures, and, and it just... It was just like God was speaking right to me personally. I know that might be overused expression or no. whatever, but uh, I just really felt like for the first time in my life, God was not angry with me, oh, but he loved me. That's just beautiful, brother. That is absolutely beautiful. I love that. I've also had the pleasure of hearing you give that same message to other people. Mm -hmm. You and I have gone on uh, a couple of calls mm -hmm. together where we've tried to witness to some, some folks that were in need, that we knew needed Christ. Well, you know... Stan, uh, the best uh, information you can give out and the best uh, experience you can ever share with anybody is your own. That's right. You know, because it's real. It's right. real to you. And when you speak to people, it becomes real to them. That's right. That's very true. That is very true. And that's it's connecting on that personal level, am I right? Yeah, mm-hmm. So one of the things you've done prior to us uh, having this talk is you gave me a, a copy of this tract, and uh, it's called Life's Most Important Question. And um, I bet if I ask you, we could put a few of these out in the in yeah, the lobby area sure. so folks can mm -hmm. uh, can see them. Uh, but tell me a little bit about this and how you use this, because I believe you've had a few successes. You've had opportunities yeah. to bear fruit with I, this. I, I've, I've, tell me about I've it. I've read uh, this to people. You know, even if uh, I think it's the best tract that's ever been put out. Um, and there are some good ones, but it just starts out with a, a basic question that probably I think that everybody essentially lets it drift through their mind. Mm -hmm. If I was to die right now, where would I spend eternity? And and that's what that's the question that uh, uh, that the, the young pastor posed to me. You know, yeah. is if you died right now, where would you spend eternity? And I assumed. Uh, that I was never good enough to go to heaven, but I really didn't want to go to hell. Right. And so uh, reading through this thing, 
uh, it, from front to back, it just starts out down the Roman road and it, it essentially very clearly explains how you can get there. And then, in the very end, sometimes when you become a Christian, you accept it, say, okay, I will, I'd like to be a Christian, and you accept Christ as your Savior, then what? Exactly. And there's three, there's three things that uh, uh, point at the, at the, uh, on the last page that shows the Christian what, what he should do once he accepts Christ as Savior. Let me, let me see these points here, if you don't mind. Uh, the first one is I make a public confession to, uh, of your faith before others. Yeah. So be ba- second is be baptized in obedience to Christ and the testimony of your faith. And then the third one is attend a Bible teaching church where you can fellowship with other Christians and learn uh, the Word of God. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty basic stuff where, you, you know, our pastor, he always calls people up, you know, when they say this person. That's the public testimony. That's the public testimony. You're if right. you have only two or three together, you know, it, you, you need to do it publicly. That's right. And then uh, uh, baptism is most important. Not that it has gives you salvation, but it shows everybody else that you have salvation. And it's following and, in obedience as yeah, well. And, yeah, and then getting in a church where they teach the Word of God. Yeah. And it's not only sitting in a pew, it's not only sitting in a pew listening to a sermon, but it's afterwards fellowshipping with everybody and asking them, talking, what did you get out of that? That's right. Wasn't that great, that point where he made, you know, and you talk about it. It just, uh, talking to other Christians is what, is what built my, my, uh, Strength and salvation is is simply just talking to others. Yeah, well, I know that you and I have had several of those conversations after one of Pastor Burr's yeah. sermons. Mm-hmm. And, well, I tell you, he's got he's preached some humdingers over the years. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I know. We've had some great yeah, conversations. Yeah, he stepped on my toes pretty good. Oh, you that. know, I, I need to wear steel-toe boots and it still don't work. <laughs> that is just beautiful, beautiful yeah. stuff. You know, Dean, one of the things that uh, I wanted to definitely mention is the fact that you're one of the leaders in this church. Uh, and uh, you're definitely seen that way by uh, by many of us. And for me, you've been a mentor, you know, a leader who's trying to teach me to uh, to grow and to and, and to be better in, in, in certain aspects of my life. I've come to you with uh, advice, for advice at times, and it's been great. You've always been there for me. Um, and I know that it, it was something that you've been wanting to do is be able to show others some of the things that that you've learned in your, in your life so that they can apply that themselves. And you wrote a book. You wrote a book, uh, Reasonable Grace. And I'm wondering if you could uh, tell us about that. Well, it's uh, my autobiography. And I started out as a baby uh, when I... Most of us did. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I went through my whole life. And, you know, it was just recently, before I wrote my book that I was having lunch with a, a, a really dear Christian friend of mine, and he impressed upon me, because uh, I was telling him, I was sharing him with my testimony, he said, you need you need to get that on paper. Yeah. I never thought about ever writing anything down, but uh, he said, for your grandchildren, for, for people around you, you know, you just need to get your testimony down. So I did, I sat down, and uh, that was about two years ago, and I started maybe once or twice a week to sit down and just, God would just call to my mind like a flash picture mm-hmm. of something that happened to me when I was 
when I was young. And, and then it just kind of slowly went right down through my life as I was thinking, what happened next? Yeah. And so I wrote it down. And it just amazed me when I look back on my life what all God had done for me that I, I had forgotten about, yeah. didn't think about. I remember one story in particular when you talk about falling out of the tree. Oh, you know, the Lord was with you that day. Yes, yeah, yeah. Laid it on your head, was it? it? Oh, no. It, <laughs> it wasn't it was me falling out of the tree. It was a, it was a half a block. Oh, the block. Uh, That's what it was. Brick, yeah. A brick. Uh, my cousin, 12-year-old cousin, threw up, was going to take down a, take down a, 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 a bird's nest. Oh, okay. And uh, so we was all standing there. I was about uh, two, between two and three years old, I guess. About three years old, maybe. And that brick came down. I watched that brick come down and hit me right on top of the head. Oh, man. And caved in part of my skull. Oh, wow. And, uh, of course, uh, I was just a bloody mess. And I'll never forget the first time. I, I think I can actually remember my dad picking me up and uh, whispering in my ear. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know what he said. I can't remember anything he said. But I know that it had a really calming effect on me. But you know, let me tell you. Could I tell you about my dad? Please. Uh, he was never a Christian. All my, my all my life that I remember, even when I went away and come back, and I was living in Virginia, he was in Oklahoma, and I prayed for my dad all the time. Well, a preacher went by his house one day, and he said, Laverne, isn't it time for you to accept the Lord as your Savior? And he said, yes, I think it is. And wow. he was 85 years old. Wow. And he accepted Christ as his Savior, and he died at 87. Wow. Talk about getting it in in the nick of time. Yeah, and so, you know, we, we just, we sometimes we get frustrated about praying and praying and praying for people. Don't give up. Yeah. Because as long as they're alive, there's still there's hope. There's still hope. That's right. Oh, that's a beautiful message. You know, um, I've been blessed by reading Reasonable Grace, and I mean, I've been blessed getting a, to know you, uh, and you've been a, a true blessing in our Sunday school class, the Seekers class, uh, and we want to thank you for the time you gave us today, and um, we're just hoping that there are others out there that have a chance to hear your story and hear your message, and uh, that they're as equally moved as we were. So thank you, thank you so well, thank much you. for everything you've done. We really do appreciate that. I appreciate you inviting me, and, uh, and uh, I just... Uh, Thank you for your, your ministry. I think it's a great no. ministry, and no. I, I, I really hope that souls are saved and lives changed because of it. So do I. And one other thing before we get clicked off here, uh, the story on the brick. If we, our Lord picks us up, and our Father picks us yeah. up, and whispers in our ears. Yes, yes. And that you just feel that comfort. I was hoping you'd see that. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I see that. It's just a wonderful, beautiful thing. Yeah. So if, you, if there's anyone that's listening to this that... It's going through some tough times and some trouble, so just reach out to the Lord. He'll pick you up and whisper in your ear, and that calmness and that comfort will come over you, and you'll be, you'll be well received. Thank you. Anyway, thanks you. Thank you again. We're so glad that you guys were able to join us today and, and to hear this great testimony that Dean has given us, it, and we hope that you were as blessed by it as we were. If you want a copy of his book, Reasonable Grace, just go to Amazon.com and pay the $3.50 and you will be thoroughly blessed and see that it's well worth the money. And remember, uh, as it says in Proverbs 25:11, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in pictures of silver. Have a blessed day.